You were a great team here, someone said to him. I watched the sweaty, red-haired man for a few moments longer. When he turned away from me, I couldn't hear his conversation anymore, so I continued through the carnival of mourners, eventually finding my way up towards the top of the hotel and a door-marked private. Through the keyhole, I could see a bicycle and a pair of rollerblades. I expected this private door to be locked, but something was stuck, and it opened with a yawning creak onto the bare wooden floorboards of a cramped corridor that smelt of air freshener and closed windows. It was a relief when the door behind me clicked closed and muffled the sounds from downstairs. There was a dusty, naked light bulb hanging from the ceiling above my head and sand in the cracks between the floorboards at my feet. The walls of the hallway were poached salmon pink, much paler than the bright stucco facade of the beachside hotel. Through a doorframe to my left, the kitchen contained only a blue formica table and two wooden chairs with padded seats. Dirty glasses and burnt-out scented candles cluttered the table, and unwashed dishes filled the sink. Doors were open on either side of the corridor, a living room with a flat-screen TV, a toilet, a small study with a desk covered in papers. The only door that wasn't open was the one at the end. If it's possible to feel nostalgia for things you've never known, then it was a mixture of nostalgia and curiosity that made me lie down on her sheets and run a bath in a tub scattered with millimetre-long armpit hairs, caught on a tide line of scum from the last time she or her husband took a bath. The party reverberated underneath, and I locked the bathroom door to take off my clothes, as she must have done a million times, although she was likely more elegant about it. She wouldn't have nearly tripped as her ankles caught in the elastic of her sports trousers, and the various cuts and scrapes on her body probably didn't burn as they accepted the hot water. Her scabs didn't fray and dissolve in the heat as mine did. Her skin was probably flawless. I scooped bath water into my mouth and let it spill slowly down my bottom lip. Sitting on my haunches, with my torso crouched over my knees and my nose just above the bubbles, all I could smell was steam. A moth watched from the window ledge above the tub, steaming her wings. Outside the window, there was a bright blue sky and palm trees. I flicked water at my mothy audience and she scattered up towards the light bulb above the mirror. I wondered what Dad was doing at that moment and imagined him sitting at our greasy kitchen table biting his nails while his wife Daphne paced the room. Daphne would be trying not to shout about the stolen credit card, but every so often her voice would reach an almost inhuman pitch and then get cut off by its own aggression. Her bony fingers would be working their way repetitively through her mousy hair, while her shoes squeaked against the plastic tiles on our kitchen floor. Dad would be still and lost in thought, pretending to listen to Daphne repeat the same angry sentiments in slightly different ways until she was hoarse. Except this scene would have happened hours ago. It was midnight in Lily's bedroom, so it would be tomorrow in my flat at home. They would be encased in the morning hush after a night of screaming, putting on clothes and pouring water on instant coffee and unlocking the cafe. 
Daphne's lips would be pursed together, because she doesn't like working Saturdays, and Dad would be slamming things against metal surfaces. Dad looked nothing like the red-haired man from downstairs. While the red-haired man had seemed to glide around the hotel lobby, serpentine as his shoes, Dad only moved if he had to. The red-haired man had gaunt cheeks and laughter lines. Dad had paunchy pink cheeks and deep frown lines. I blinked away the image of Dad from my mind and sunk slightly deeper into the bathwater. I was just about to light one of Lily's cigarettes, kept in a jewel box of razors and bath salts next to the bath, when a creak sounded in the corridor outside the bedroom. The bathroom was blurry with steam, and I only just managed to scramble out of the bathwater to open the window above the toilet before the creak made its way into Lily's bedroom. The steam dissipated.